there, and welcome to No Stupid Answers Episode 7, the show with the most qualified people discussing and answering the most interesting questions from Reddit. I'm Colton Wallace, and if you don't know, you should by now. I'm joined by my podcast heroes, queen of podcasting, Lori Asava. Hey, hey. PhD, Dr. Jessica Uzarians. Hey there. And Josh Lieto. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Josh. So, guys, um, I dyed my hair over the weekend, and um, I mean, it's sick, obviously. <laughs> but, oh, baby. Uh, let me tell you, dyeing hair can get very complicated. So, my whole head is dyed a different color, but that was not the original plan. So, we were originally <laughs> going to put some highlights in my hair. And, <laughs> and your whole head is dyed now? You started with the goal yep. of highlights? Yeah, yep. it's so let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Cause okay, so Colton has like been wanting to dye his hair for like, I don't know, years. And finally we're like, okay, we'll do it. And he's convincing me that like, oh, it'll be easy. We'll just like you'll do it. It'll be fine. So he conscripts me to like pretend that I'm a hairstylist. He's like, how hard could it possibly be? Well, let me tell you, we were doing we did Friday. Saturday almost all day and then Sunday before we got this result so but the next time we do it we'll just do it right and it can all be done on like a Friday so it was mostly just uh, uh it was a disaster so Colton what color what <laughs> Colton what color is your hair uh have you like think like ultra instinct Goku um <laughs> it's like a sexy silver I would say there you know, it's that I, I have no idea what reference you just made. I know what silver is. So he it's like gray, like metallic gray. The color was titanium. And it's got like um, bits of blue in it as well because we mixed in a little bit of a blue color. Um, but yeah, like it is, it was a lot. Yeah, the, the highlights came out good. But then um, Colton's hair didn't lift to a light enough blonde. So we wanted to tone it to get like the yellow out. So when you lift your hair, you're removing the color and like it'll be like a yellow or orange color, depending on how dark you started. Um, and you need to like neutralize that color with a toner. And while the toner um, that we used was mixed with volume 20 developer, which means that it starts to lift the hair color as well. So this is fine if your whole head is bleached, but on Colton's hair, um, it started to lift his base, like not the highlights. So Colton's hair naturally is like a like a chocolate or like a burnt umber. And yeah, yeah. So then from that, what what? So the problem was that when you started to put the dye in, the the hair color didn't transform correctly. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, or what the you toner. wanted. The toner, the <laughs> yeah. toner, sorry. Yeah. So toner, so the way toner works is like... I, I only guess buy that for my printer. <laughs> I bet it works the same way. So like, yeah, so toner basically neutralizes yellow and um, like orange tones. So like when you bleach out brown hair or black hair, you're left with like oranges and yellows um, if you don't bleach mm. enough. Um, and it can be hard to get that residual pigment out of the hair, but you can tone it. And so when you mix 
um, yellow, and like if you look at the color wheel, opposite of yellow is um, purple. So if you have yellow tones in your hair and you put a purple toner on it, it cancels out the yellow and it's supposed to leave you with like a brighter white. Um, and then the same by the same method, like if you have orange tones, you use a blue toner that'll cancel out the, the orange and then you have like a bright white blonde. So, um, but yeah, in this case, the toner lifted Colton's natural hair color, like the base of it, um, to an orange color, mm -hmm. which was not intended. We just wanted to tone the highlights. Um, that so had we, been... were, we were in a hole yeah. at that point. Cause, <laughs> and Jessica was very upset at this point. I was crying. Jessica was like super upset about my hair. I was still having a good time. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, well, we'll just put some more colors in there. I was like, we completely fucked this up. And I spent a lot of time perfectly placing the highlights. Like, Yeah, it looked really awesome until we toned it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the highlights looked fabulous. They just were a little bit, like, too yellow. And if we had just been like, you know, all right, let's just go to, like, putting in, like, the blue or the gray from there, it would have been totally fine. So from here, I moved on to my second con, which was convincing Jessica now the only solution is to bleach my whole head. <laughs> Which we did. And that was very hard um, because you can't put the bleach directly on your roots or you get hot roots where um, you end up bleaching like at a different rate at the, the scalp um, compared to the lengths, the mids and lengths of your hair. Um, and it's because the heat from your scalp is actually accelerating the um, chemical reaction between the bleach and your hair pigment. And so it like will bleach way faster and lighten way more at the root um, compared to the rest of the hair. So you have to put the bleach on the mids and then the ends of the hair. And then you have to go back through and then reapply the dye to the root. So it took fucking forever. Wow. <laughs> like, and then this is on like, and then there were bits of Colton's hair that had been pre-bleached. So at this point we were like, there's a test strip that we had done like a couple of days it before. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. And My I'm just like, I'm afraid I was going to melt his hair. His hair turns out it's kind of strong. Yeah. So th this is process number. Let's let's keep the process count. So we've got highlights, which is the first bleach. Then we've got toning, which is the second process. Okay. Then we have a full head bleach, which is the third process. Um, then what's next, Colton? How do you still have hair? Then we put the beautiful silver color on my hair i've been saying to jessica like all week i'm like i got strong hair don't worry so we we ended up being able to lift his whole head to like a, a, a like a 8.5 yeah it was like a bright yellow yellow with a bit of a orange tinge to it so it was pretty white um we opted not to tone again because fuck toner yeah, at so least we put at least with dye, volume 20 put the dye on and it looks awesome it's like a magical silvery blue so that's not the whole story either we tried to do a shadow root with like a dark silver color and then a light silver color on the ends and the dark silver color didn't work and it looks like dishwater and i hate it it doesn't look like dishwater that's not true <laughs> it's not a great color but the the rest of the hair the the titanium color that had a bit of blue in it looks pretty cool so it's like a steely like blue um silver um and yeah after this podcast we're gonna try to like darken up the root a little bit with some semi-permanent gray dye and by the love of god i hope it looks good because i i don't even know dyeing your hair <laughs> is pretty fun it's pretty cool now that i got this like silver hair going on and it's it was a fun time 
that's fun having silver hair, I recommend you dye your hair a fun color. Did you did it like burn your burn your head? All of this stuff, I I feel like it would burn. I got strong hair. We're going back to the point of I have strong hair. (laughs) What about strong hair is different than a strong scalp? Okay, it'll recover. (laughs) It it actually it seemed to be fine. I don't notice anything different. I think it's totally fine. Okay, how much did you spend on hair dye? Oh, a lot. Well, so if we were to like do another hair dye, like because of the initial tools we bought, I want to say it'd be like 30 bucks, some stuff that didn't quite work. And so like there's some excess costs there. I mean, we definitely spent a bit for the initial setup kind of. Yeah. And now we have the experience where like I can, I think I could probably do it better. We'll let you know how it goes this second time can't wait anyways it was literally 25 hours of hair dye over this weekend so i'm exhausted (laughs) (laughs) look and fly you're welcome thank you my hair is beautiful (laughs) uh the next thing we have this week is uh as you know if you've listened to previous episodes we're the foremost mountain dew podcast on the internet and there's a new (laughs) dew flavor out there that we need to put to the test today um before we had tried mountain dew flaming hot and we weren't overly impressed with it, but it was okay. So Worth tasting. We have myself here, noted Mountain Dew fanboy. We have Jessica, noted Mountain Dew hater. <laughs> um, Lori and Josh, you guys weren't here for the previous tasting. What's your uh, history with Mountain Dew? Do you like it? Big fan over here. I like Mountain Dew. I liked Mountain Dew uh, Code Red. Okay. That was my, my thing. I don't drink a lot of pop like on the on the reg but if i was to go to taco bell obviously mountain dew's the first pick sure josh yeah i think mountain dew's great and i think that we're lucky to live in a time we have mountain (laughs) 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 all right so the the flavor we have today is mountain dew purple thunder and the flavor is described as berry plum um it's available at circle k in the united states and according to the Mountain Dew Wiki, it's soon to be available at Circle K Canada. Ooh. Um, so I'm going to pour myself some here. Um, I have a draft, if you will. It came out of the soda dispenser because they didn't have bottles. <laughs> Is this with ice? No, I, I'm, I'm going to. You should always drink your soda with ice. Whoa, so you have it like the fountain soda. I wonder how much different that is from our bottle version. I think it's about the same, but maybe not. It is so purple. Just looking at it makes me question a lot of things. (laughs) I'm about to take a sip of this soda here. It's very dark purple. With like a blue tint to it, too. It's like a lavender dark. Oh, that's pretty good Mountain Dew. Are you you trying it, Lori? Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to. Here we go. Um, Okay. Maybe too much berry. It tastes like flavor ice. I was just going to say that, Josh. Guys, like a melted flavor You guys remember ice. that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the, the old. The blue yeah. kind? The blue flavor? <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's, it's purple. They all kind of taste the same. Yeah. The dye is just different. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a, I, that's a lot of sugar. There's a lot it's of sugar. So Very sweet. sweet. <laughs> I don't yeah. drink soda. And it, like when I get a, like, it's like I'm jolted. Like it's a zap of sweet. It's like crazy sweet. It doesn't have wow. like the the tang of Mountain Dew. Yeah, like the the yeah the tartness. Yeah, it, like is a, it, the, tart? it doesn't have as much of an edge. 
Yeah, which I like my Mondi to have a lot of edge to it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the aftertaste. It has kind of a, a purple aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, it like coats your mouth in purple. <laughs> it doesn't, though, I was really anxious because I don't really like grape or like purple usually flavored right. drinks. I hate um, grape flavored and the drinks. the color makes it look like that, but it definitely doesn't taste like that. So that's a bonus for them because if it was a grape flavor it would have been not so the, good the flavor ice assessment i think is really good so um this is a pretty easy one for me as the uh <laughs> one of the most important mountain dew voices on the internet i'm gonna go to my big board here and i'm gonna place this one below flaming hot so flaming hot still the number one dew out there that i've officially taste tested um this, this is second on the board Okay, so if are we doing a one out of ten scale? Like what? How? What rating are we gonna give this? I'm not sure if you're qualified to be a you know as much of a voice in Mountain Dew. So I'm not sure if they'll the, you know you can rate it if you want. I just all you right, know. two out of ten. <laughs> you could reduce that fraction to one out of five. Two out of ten. Wow, that's harsh. That's got to be pretty ranked to be two out of ten. It's got to be some rotten dew. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm a, a bit biased. <laughs> Maybe everything is a two out of ten for me. I don't know. <laughs> I think at first sip it's like a six for me, but then at second, third, fourth <laughs> sip it is at going down every sip. So I think we're at a four out of ten. Jessica, just out of curiosity, what do you rate out of ten normal Mountain Dew? I don't think I can even remember what it tastes like. To wow. be fair, yeah. Sharp. Wait, wait, wait. I think I remember it being sharp and very much like citric acid plus green. Mm -hmm. I taste the colors a lot. Okay. All right. Josh, what was your rating? I would give it a, I would say it starts out as a five because it's cold. Mm. That's just, I think being cold really adds an element. Um, I think that it's hard for it to be beneath a five if it's cold as a soda. Um, but then I think, you know, then the next question is, would I drink it again? And I think that, I don't know if I, I, this isn't something where I can positively say, I will never buy this again. So I'm going to give it another one. I'm going to say six out of 10. Yeah, I wouldn't buy this again. I'd drink a different kind of do. But I don't know. I really, but I don't want to commit to that. Some things I'm okay to commit with that with this one. I, let me just say it. I think they knocked it out of the park and I got to leave the door open. If you ever see me with one of these in my hand, knock it out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Challenge accepted. I just like, it's got so many calories. Wouldn't you just rather have a beer? This is, this is, nobody wants your calorie talk in the Mountain Dew discussion. Yeah, especially because I'm like looking at it and Don't tasting at it. it and thinking that I want Taco Bell with it. So let's Ooh. not add the calorie count in there. Ooh, Taco Bell. <laughs> All right, well, I'm sure we'll have some more Mountain Dew flavors in the future as they seem to just keep coming. Mountain Thank Dew God. knows how to reinvent itself every day. Stay strong, Mountain Dew. With that, we'll move into our questions for the week. Um, our first question, posted by Reddit user Palm92117. How do people enjoy beer? Ever since I was legally old enough to drink, I wanted to be one of the boys and enjoy beer with my bros. At first, I hated it. It just tastes like bread soda. Yuck. So it's probably the wrong beer for me. I've tried so many kinds, but my opinion of beer has never changed. If I'm out and people are getting beer, I'll drink just to not seem out of place. But deep down, I would rather drink anything else. 
So how can I enjoy it? I've struggled this, with this for the past 10 years. I don't know how people do it. Do any of you guys not like beer? Back in the day, I hated beer. I think that's like a coming of age thing. You're just not supposed to like it. Um, what did the trick for me, though, is I went to school for hospitality business and I took a lot of classes on beverages mm. and it forced me to taste a lot of different types of beer, wine, and spirits. And the consistent tasting of things made it so that my taste changed over time. Um, so my recommendation, although they've been working on this for 10 years, is two things. First, you like what you like and you li don't like what you don't like. So don't beat yourself up on that one. But second, I would say just try to rapidly taste as many as you can and you, you'll figure out and your taste buds will kind of become acquired to the taste. When I had beer for the first time, of legal drinking age, of course. I didn't like the taste. I'm like, this is gross. What kind of beer were you drinking? Um, I don't know. Coors Light, maybe. And um, I remember thinking, wow, this is disgusting. But somehow over time, like in my 20s, I started to like the taste of beer. And I can't explain why that happened. For me, it was coming to Michigan, actually. For, um, I think it might have been one of my first trips to Michigan. Um, when me and Colton first started to date and I was living in Florida at the time. Um, but anyways, I never got into beer, but Colton brought me to this place um, called Woody's Oa Oasis. Was it Woody's Oasis, Colton? Yeah, it's gone now. It's gone it's now. Beautiful. East Lansing. Um, and they had like a pitcher of beer and burger special. And I got this beer called Soft Parade and it's a fruit ale. It's like seven, over 7%. So it's like kind of a high gravity beer. And anyways, I drank a pitcher of it and got trashed and it was super fun. And I don't know, I was just kind of like Michigan, I feel like had a lot of good beers and um, it wasn't just like crappy light beers, um, which is basically all I had ever been exposed to previously. Um, and it kind of like widened my horizons on um, being open to tasting new beers. And from there, I got to experiment and like I liked a whole bunch of different types, but that was it for me. I vividly remember um, Soft Parade. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, so if you haven't tried Soft Parade, you should try that one. And um, also a note for Jessica in relation to this, like Jessica does not like any of like your typical Pilsners. She hates true. all of them. Like she hates, hates all of those. So if, if I don't know, um, Palm nine two one seven. Like, if you're just trying to drink like the standard beers, like, I, there's a whole world of beers out there. I don't know if you have any access to those where you're at. But you could go to World of Beer if there's one near you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I also didn't like the taste of beer when I first drank it, just like you guys. But then the, I did like the effect of beer a lot. So <laughs> that's kind of how I got over that. So my answer is grow up and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> I think the user should switch away from beer. If if you don't like it, you you know, like don't drink it. Like drink a different. There's so many other types of drinks. Like yeah, I don't, amen. Yeah, that'd be my question because they say I when other people are out, I just drink it to fit in. But like, I think you can fit in with just like a vodka, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't matter what you're drinking. 
Or cider. Cider is a good alternative if you're looking for something similar vibe, but not that the flavor of beer. That is a good alternative because you drink it in similar amounts. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, looks, yeah. This, it looks similar. It's similar alcohol. So that's that's because I feel like there's definitely an aspect of the user not talking about really not fitting in in these situations. Mm-hmm. And cider is a really great alternative. That's a great tip, I think, Lori. If you could find like any cider. like sour beers too, those can be a bit different. Also, like I've noticed uh, a trend of some restaurants um, and bars offering non-alcoholic cocktails um, and not just like bullshit ones that are like coming out of like a can or whatever. And it's just like atrocious to drink, but like actually like mixed cocktails that don't have alcohol in them. So if it's just like so it turns out, say it turns out you just don't like alcohol. That's also totally fine. Like there are new like new offerings in restaurants that are like giving people the feeling of having a cocktail or a drink or whatever without the alcohol and they taste pretty good. So um, it might be that the tides are changing a little bit um, and the culture shifting away for the need to drink alcohol at at social functions, um, which I think is like a net positive. I think that like you can still hang out with your friends and have like a non-alcoholic drink and I think that that is becoming easier to do, especially with like the younger generation. Wait, what? You can do that? <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. No, it, it is very popular now. I've heard um, bars opening up non-alcoholic bars. Like just they have different types of mocktails, like you said. Um, I think also like I have seen a trend where before I would go to like a party or a barbecue or the beach and people would bring a drink and they used to bring beer, but now I see way more seltzers out there. True. Um, which is also a common thing for people to drink instead of beer. Personally, I don't like seltzers very much. So, um, I think I think you just have to kind of know your flavors and your tastes and pave the way for the other people who don't like that stuff too. Like, if you don't like beer, get something else, and that makes it okay for others to not have that as well. Yeah. Also, Lori, if you don't like seltzers, typically, like, try Florida seltzer. Super good. 10 out of 10 would All recommend. All right. I will put it on my list. Anybody else out there, if you can find that, it's so good. It's made with real fruit juices, and it's like a seltzer, but it doesn't taste like shit. So it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess my end thing on this is, like, it, I think it's really totally fine for you to drink something that's not beer. Like, just find something you like, and when everyone goes out to drink beers, just order that. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever really, like noticed what other people were drinking i'm usually more fixated on what i'm drinking so i think we probably think that more people are worried about it than Mm. people actually are yeah i mean even if i noticed i wouldn't be like oh ew you're drinking that and also just if it looks if it looks really good i'd be like can i have a taste yeah (laughs) just imagine the rest of your life having to pretend you like this like you don't you don't need to do that to yourself. Yeah, we're telling you to stop pretending that you yeah, like it yeah. and drink something else. Do something that makes you happy. Do it. Okay. All right. You know what to do. Best of luck. <laughs> All right. So, our next question uh comes in from user rcolic 90 Question is, why don't more people use cruise control? And he says, I don't mean for city driving or anywhere stops are frequent, but highway driving, long stretches of road, 
And the user says, I asked this because my daily commute is half 55 mile per hour two lane road and the other half is highway. Both 10 mile stretches of light traffic and no stops. Daily, I seem to get stuck behind someone with no obstacles in front of them who just can't hold a constant speed, which is more irritating than driving under the limit yet staying constant. And I completely agree with this guy. Why don't more people use cruise control? Do you guys use cruise control? I do sometimes if the conditions are permitting and if the, because in some cases the conditions are really not good for cruise control. In other cases, uh, you know, not all cars have cruise control. So um, mm. it's, that's something as that's something uh, to think about as well. Not everybody's driving, not everybody's driving their fancy car to their, <laughs> on their commute to work 55 miles an hour, both ways. Don't most cars have cruise control? Uh, I don't That's know. what you think, but no, no, it is a uh, special feature. So yeah, so it's definitely a luxury a bare feature. Minimum, yeah, if you have a bare minimum car, that's not necessarily guaranteed that you'd have cruise. You control. won't have cruise control. It's the number one thing they will cut out and not tell you that it's not there unless you ask. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that's the hard way. <laughs> so do both of you use cruise control when you get an opportunity to then? But do you both have yeah. cruise control? <laughs> well, we don't, we share a car now, and our car does have cruise control. But like I said, it's not the best for all all types of driving. But um, and for long stretches of road as well, you know, um, sometimes you just want it to be in uh, manual control. You know, that's where I'm at. I hardly ever use cr- cruise control, and like I don't know, like I well, I've never had a car with adaptive cruise control. Perhaps that would be a little bit different. But like, um. I never could figure out like what the point of putting cruise control on when I was just like slowing down and speeding up anyways. And I actually find that I'd just rather be in control of the acceleration. Um, and so I, I don't like to use cruise control. It like makes me feel like I don't have full control over the car. I don't know. I just don't li- like it at all. So like, I like, I can't tell you the last time I used cruise control and felt comfortable doing that. So Cruise control is the absolute best. I use it <laughs> all the time. It is so amazing. I just I, you have adapted cruise control I, though. That's Why don't very we... recent though. I've always I've used cruise control since I had my '93 Crown Victoria. And that thing had cruise control. Uh, that's surprising. And I would hate not having cruise control so much. I use it all the time on the highway. It's the best. We've driven across the country without cruise control. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I don't actually use cruise control very often. I pretty much forget about it a lot of times. Granted, most of my driving currently is city driving or traffic-based driving. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have adaptive, it's turning it on and off, which Mm -hmm. is frustrating. Um, But I took a little... Uh, Google here and I went to Cruise Control's Wikipedia. Um, recently, I've been into World War II. I've been learning a lot about World War II and everything tracks back to it, including cruise control. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, so it said that a more uh, significant factor in developing cruise control was the 35 miles per hour speed limit imposed in the U.S. during World War II to re- reduce gasoline use and tire wear. 35 so, miles per hour? 
Yeah, 35 miles per hour, and it was to help with the gas and the wire tear, which also makes sense because rubber was really hard to come by during World War II as well. Wow. So, fun facts. There's a whole grouping of uh, Wikipedia here, but the reason I had looked it up was because a long time ago, one of my best friends had told me that their grandpa had a play in inventing the modern cruise control, so... Oh, cool. I was looking for their names, but then I realized I probably don't know the actual last name that they, because mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, I think it might have been great grandpa, not just grandpa. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, at facts. that point, I mean, at that point, Colton's probably related to that person, too. <laughs> <laughs> great grandfather mm. from, from the same part of the country. Wow. Um, yeah, cruise control, I think, should be in every car, and uh, I think that it should be a basic feature. Um, but, uh, I don't know, as a person who has driven cross country a couple times without cruise control one time with, I do think that it is, um, I do think that cruise control is, is obviously superior in long stretches of road with no stops and fair weather. (laughs) Um, so do you guys get annoyed when people in front of you, like wildly vary their speed and can't maintain anything at all. Does that frustrate you guys? Cause I agree with this, this completely. Like I get so frustrated when people are like this, the speed limit's like 55, they'll go like 65 and then it'll just slow down to like 45. And I, it just curates me to no end. I'm like, just pick. sorry, Colton. That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I, that doesn't infuriate me at all. My, my perspective is if you're on the road and you're driving, then, you know, I got to deal with you. And that's just kind of is what it is. And I'm the same way, you know, um, I have a very, I have a very, uh, live and let live attitude about driving. Um, <laughs> doesn't things like this don't really bother me. I just prefer they weren't in my way. Right. One gets really angry. No. You guys have seen him. No, within reason. <laughs> okay, so let's take a tally. Final tally on this. Oh, um, uh, adaptive cruise control is also just a magical experience. And if you can ever get adaptive cruise control, yeah. So it sounds like you're at like a one to three ratio here, where like yeah, one person to three is like choosing to use cruise control often. Um, and like loves That's it. That's not and then completely the fair. Josh and Lawyer in the middle. So we don't, sometimes they like to use it. So we would count them as cruise control. So it's actually three against one. I usually make Josh drive me anywhere. So if he gets kind of two votes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Lori's like, oh, we've driven across the country. No, I've driven across the country without cruise control. But I do have my moments of road rage, I will say. But I don't know if people using cruise control really is right. going to help me with that. If I'm going to get angry, it's probably something going on in my head, not whether people are using cruise control. I think in summary, cruise control is good. You should use it when you can. But also don't um, assume everybody has cruise control because not all vehicles do. I mean, uh, but probably a lot of them driving in the U.S. today, it is probably fair to say most vehicles, most vehicles probably do have cruise control. I mean, it doesn't mean all of them have it, but I would say probably the majority of vehicles on the road have cruise control. Yeah. 51%. That's my guess. I guess try to be an understanding driver. (laughs) I hope you can pass them. (laughs) Thanks for the question, Arcolic90. Um Make sure to follow all of your local traffic regulations. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we'll be back after this short break.
Welcome back. Our next question comes in from Reddit user Bucketolums. And the question is, is 22 old to change your mind about what you want to do? The user goes on to say, I've begun to wish that I'd gone to university. I didn't apply myself enough in my last year of high school, and I didn't get that entrance requirement. I've kind of realized that doing the same job I'm now doing for the rest of my life is going to slowly kill me. I just kind of feel disappointed in myself. Is it too late for me? No. Resounding no. You're 20. You have like four times more time left. So you can change and do whatever you want, like at any time in your life, really. I didn't go back to college until I was 30. And um, yeah, you can change whenever you want. Yeah. Um, so what's up, Bucket alums? I think that uh, there's one phrase I want to leave you with today that's going to not just help you through this situation, but help you with every scenario you might encounter in your life. And that is that you never want to waste a fall. And that is to say that when you are in a rough patch or experience something that's difficult or whatever, or maybe, you know, something like you realize that you should have gone to college when in fact you didn't, um, you regret some past decision or lack of doing something, whatever that is, you end up in kind of a negative place and you can be the one that can choose to either just stay there and wallow in it or actually, um, learn from that situation. And, you know, this is a great time for you to really reflect and to really think about what you want for yourself. And uh, it's really great that you had a realization about your job at that age, because I think that I uh, know a lot of people that, uh, including myself, who didn't find that out until they got much, uh, got much older. And um, it's a very difficult uh, needle to thread to find a job that is financially rewarding and intellectually and personally satisfying. So, mm -hmm. you know, don't, don't feel bad for making the wrong decision at, with job work and school. Just, you know, don't, don't, don't waste the opportunity to, um, don't waste the opportunity to uh, reflect on what you want and where you can go. I agree a hundred percent with what Josh said, but I was also thinking that, you know, even though you don't have like a perfect record, it doesn't mean you can't, like move forward and pursue an education. Um, you know, I had to start over multiple times at colleges um, and take classes at like community colleges and things like that until I like really found a program that stuck for me. Um, and so like, I feel like I've started over numerous times, like on my path to gaining an education um, and eventually getting a PhD. Um, so I think that like, you know, all you can do is look forward and uh, try to like do the best you can now. And taking that type of attitude is really going to help you get to where you want to go. Um, there's no need to like worry that you didn't do bad in the past. Just kind of like keep moving forward. And it's really exciting to go back to school. So I really hope you do it. Yes. And it's okay. It's okay to not know exactly what your end destination is. As long as you're, as long as you have a goal, like some, something that you're working towards. Yeah. It's very typical for people that are 20 in college to really not be sure what they're going to do. Like I, I definitely, I was in college at 20, but I still had no idea what I was going to do. I was in a program, but like even like through a program, you're like, you're still going to question like, what am I going to do? Is this what I should be doing? And I think that's normal. Um, 
but yeah, you just got to just start, start working towards something. Did any of you guys ever change your majors? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lori, tell uh, me what. I started in international relations. Uh Um, I quickly realized politics was not for me. Um, I was, I, I tried to switch out multiple times actually. And then I got peer pressured back in by the advisors. They did a very good job of keeping you in the program. Um, but at the end of the semester, I got out of that. I went undeclared for a semester where I tried all kinds of classes. Yeah. Uh, I think on the past podcast, you heard me talking about a bug class. I took one on tourism. I took an Africa class. I took all kinds of things. Nice. Um, and then finally my sophomore year, so probably also 20, I landed in hospitality business. But then after that, I'm currently not working in the hospitality industry at all. So <laughs> um, I think the biggest lesson is like, stay curious and if you stay curious then there's never a right or wrong answer you're just always learning and also if you figure out things that you don't really like uh i think that's just as big of a win as finding things that you do Mm -hmm. like because if you find things that you don't like you know that needs to go on the hey this isn't for me list um and that helps narrow down what you do like um so i think all in all just keep keep exploring, keep learning, and hopefully you'll reinvent yourself time and time and time again, um, just to keep exploring the world because there's so much out there. Even if it's not the right fit when you try this, like, first time, I guess, keep trying. Yep. Yeah. I think also if you're concerned about going to, because 20 is still very, very young. So if you're concerned about like going to college and having the true college experience and being able to live in the dorms and be able to engage with other kids around your age, like you can definitely still do that. Like Mm -hmm. if it's more of your concern because other people from your high school have already gone, they've already had some time under their belt so what? Like, go join the forces, <laughs> go out. And and um, I think you'll find a lot of good friends and a lot of people who will um, have a great time with you no matter how old you are. So um, just know that you won't be limiting yourself in any experience if you choose to go to college now or later. All right. <clears throat> great advice. Uh, good luck on your future endeavors, Bucket Olums. Bucket Alums. Bucket, bucket alums. I don't know what lums are, but I really, I really believe oh, that that's bucket, a bucket. Oh, I see bucket alums. Oh. It's like a bucket alums. <laughs> All right, yeah, I get it. <laughs> that's what I've been saying. I thought it was like a bucketolum, like a golem, but a bucket. <laughs> I think you've said multiple words that I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, our next question comes in from username deleted. Now, I, this question apparently made the user delete their account. So <laughs> the, the question was, does anyone else sleep with a, their blanket over their nose? And they say, it helps me feel more comfortable to get good sleep. Not sure if it's only me or anyone else does that. So I sleep with like my blanket kind of halfway over my head. I don't know if, I guess I don't sleep with it over my nose, but Sometimes I put a pillow, like I lay on one pillow and have another pillow that kind of lays on top of my head. 
Uh, like a pillow gets, sandwich? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gets into a little cocoon, either with the blankets. Or, I don't know how you wrap yourself up like that. It is like It takes perplexing. time to develop a talent like that. It is just like you like swaddle yourself. like it's, And then you kind of have like the blankets kind of like wrapped around your head. Yeah. And kind of like, but like just like gently like laying over your eyes yeah. and like the top part of your face. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, it's my dream suit. so you must you must be able to stay in like one position though right like over the course of the night if you're getting all that bundled up i'm asleep i'm not sure yeah (laughs) not true yeah you move around yeah i don't i don't know i don't necessarily wake up like that i'm a smart sleeper what can i say (laughs) well i pee about four times a night and oh god (laughs) are you pregnant no no (laughs) i I drink a lot of water right before bed and uh that's good you gotta uh, hydrate yeah, I, I I am a uh, I have no idea what this thing is about sleeping with your the blanket over your nose. No way. I I usually I'm I'm very much a free form. Usually out completely like knock all the covers off of the bed. I mean, just in the bed. Um, Wait, see, I I have to have co- I need a cover. When oh I sleep. yeah, I I definitely need some covers. But like over the course of the night, it's like a wild ride. Like and Lori is <laughs> Lori's the one that will like stay in the blanket and like you know we'll like we'll cuddle with each other and we'll kind of like switch but she, she's very consistent about just needing a blanket like a regular person and I usually have like <laughs> one leg in the blanket and then like the rest of my body like eighty percent of my body is outside of the blankets. Yeah, is it because you're a too ridiculous? Hot? You know, I I it could be I don't know I just but I tend to find that across different places and environments this is how I tend to sleep. I don't like to sleep like really, really bundled up with like tons of blankets on me or anything. Yeah, so it's not that you're too high, you're just weird. Sure. I love blankets. Yeah. I love blankets. I love Lori collects blankets. <laughs> when I was in seventh grade. When I was in seventh grade, our uh teacher like was going around and asking if anybody collected things and I did mm. not have a collection and I told her I collected blankets. <laughs> Which was that? kind of accurate because i love blankets i think that they i have them on my couch i have them on my bed i work with like a blanket on my lap at all times like i am pro blankets i don't sleep with it over my nose however i do tend to get a cold nose i think that we need to invent something called the nose sock because my nose gets really cold are you sure somebody hasn't already invented this i i have not been gifted one so let's just put that in perspective i have not gone out to get other garments will work as that you know like a small pair of underwear would be will probably work (laughs) okay okay guys on unused unworn i'm just saying crochet nose warmer christmas gift. okay well it's not called a nose sock uh, that's it's, patent pending. That's does me. It, is it, like, it must be like a mask. It must have like straps that go over tiny, your ear. It it does. It looks like a tiny mask. This is for your nose. So, oh, you can get one that's like a little seal nose. Oh my god, you're so <laughs> that's weird. <awesome. laughs> um, yeah, my nose gets really cold, and so sometimes I'll put the blanket over my nose to get warm. But then when I'm like really ready to go sleep, I um, my head has to be out outside of the covers from like. Shoulders down, completely covered, but head really? has to be out and free unless I'm really, really cold. Me too, um, when I'm sleeping, but like I like to read before I go to bed. And like I'm usually reading something on my phone, like articles or whatever. And I kind of like to have like a little, I don't know, like 
like a blanket tent kind of so i'm a little like cave. The, yeah i'm like all the way underneath the blankets so technically i guess my nose is covered but like i cannot sleep that way i would suffocate it's that sounds terrible i need that fresh air so no i can't do yeah, that i guess my nose and my mouth are like out but i'll cover the rest of my head yeah <laughs> i yeah i'll have like an a, a pillow that will like lay over my like eyes on occasion but not all the time Hmm. interesting so you, you guys don't uh josh and Larry, do you guys ever put like a pillow over your head i that's that that is weird to me no i have no <laughs> really <laughs> what about like in the morning it blocks the light maybe i mean i have i've definitely done that because when i go to bed sometimes josh will still be awake or there'll be light around yeah. and i want to like block out some of the light so i'll put a pillow over my head that's fine but it's not it's not like a Oh, it's time to put the pillow over my head, kind of thing. Like it's like well, very you much say it like that. Situ- <laughs> yeah, it makes that kind of sound weird. It's very much a situational thing. Of it's too bright, and nose. I need to block it. <laughs> hey, what? no socks are going to be all over the world, okay? And I'm going to make a lot of money. Great job. Um. Well, I mean, I guess if it makes you feel more comfortable, though, like, I think it's fine. You can sleep with a blanket do you, over your but, nose. Like, do you ever just wrap your face, like, including your nose in a scarf? Like, what would be the benefit of having a dedicated nose sock versus just, like, a scarf? It's just my nose that's cold. <laughs> I don't need the rest of my face wrapped around, wrapped up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I wonder if it's, like, one of those heavy blankets. Does that, oh. like... Oh God! I wouldn't want to put that. Have you ever my head. slept with one of those? Some, like I've a had, weighted I've, blanket? Yeah, the weighted blankets. I don't know. Like, is it a comforting thing? Like, having, I don't know. Maybe there's some science behind it. Yeah, it sounds like it's some sort of comforting thing. Yeah, keep doing it. All right. Um, our last question comes in from user Mooney the Jedi three ninety four. And the question is, how do I actually get rid of the hiccups? Nothing on Google ever works. All the old wives' tales, nothing. Please, I've been hiccuping for like 20 minutes. How do I make this stop? Well, I hope that you've stopped hiccuping by now. I hope so, too. What are you guys' best tactics? This is great. I can definitely talk to this because I have hiccups all the time. All the time. Um, And it's only gone up as the years have gone on that I've gotten more and more hiccups. And I kind of... Uh, chuckled to myself when I read that the person's been hiccuping for 20 minutes straight. Uh, let me tell you, you're going to be fine. Just like try to play a video game or something and like try to do something that involves your brain consciously doing something else and you forget that you have to hiccup and you won't hiccup. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it that I end up doing 90% of the time um, because I'm usually doing it in the middle of something else and I'm getting the hiccups for whatever reason uh, is I you have to hold your breath and you have to swallow the air. And you have to, you hold a breath, you hold your breath for a really long time. When you cannot hold it any longer, begin swallowing and do not let the air come out until you're done, until you can't breathe, until you cannot breathe. (laughs) And uh, at that point, hiccups are gone. Um, But, you know, they say hold your breath and and the old wives tales say hold your breath. And I'm sure Google said just hold your breath. Um, But it's very easy to continue to hiccup even when you're holding your breath. So you really have to. You really got to flex those throat muscles. Flex. <laughs> he does hiccup a lot. 
which is really kind of crazy. I don't know if anybody was told when they were a kid that hiccuping, it means you're growing. Anybody else hear that? No, I've no. never heard that before. My grandma used to tell me that. Um, <laughs> and there are so many different weird things. I once had a friend tell me that if you look at the person that has the hiccups and you ask them when was the last time they saw a gray horse, <laughs> that will help them uh, stop their hiccups. I will I bet say that one works. That did work once for me, <laughs> not ever again. But I try it every time, just in case. Oh, um, I it worked for friend. you the first time you tried it when you were a child? It wasn't when I was a child. <laughs> 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 uh, I learned this like well out of college from one of my old coworkers. You always um, try it with me and it never works for it me. It never ever. works. <laughs> I'm um, always just like, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just like, I'm like, Boop! you know, that's my response. <laughs> I have another friend who um, will drink water, plug her ears, and like swallow the water like upside down. I don't know how to wait. That's too how many to hands. Explain it. Yeah. Well, no. So she she drinks a glass of water and puts okay. the cup down, and okay. then she covers her ears, I believe, and then she kind of like bends over. I'm like trying to do this with my headphones on, but she like bends over. Like and, forward like, bend? Like forward forward? Yeah, forward bend, like a bow. So her uh-huh. head is like upside down and then she swallows the water. So I do this. Um, what if you hiccup in the water? It goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, might be yeah, a little much. That's how I try to get rid of hiccups is I call it like drinking from the opposite side of the glass. So, um, and I just kind of bend over, like I'm taking a bow with the glass, um, and it somehow doesn't spill everywhere. I don't know. Um, but that helps me. I don't know how, but it usually works for me. Wow. I've never heard of these bend over methods. Maybe you should try it next time. So mine isn't bending over, but I like, I go on my couch and like lean over the side, like on my back. So I'm like hanging, hanging upside down. And then I'll try and hang upside down and hold my breath. Are you hanging forward or backwards? Backwards. Well, you, backwards. you must never have hiccups. That's how you get rid of hiccups. <laughs> it's like such a specific thing you need to do. Like if you were at work, you'd be screwed. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, yeah. That's interesting. If I had the hiccups, I usually go for the like hold your breath and swallow the air. And that usually works for me. No bending needed. Josh, how long have you had the hiccups for then? You said twenty because it's twenty minutes. Have you had hiccups for twenty minutes before? I uh, yeah yeah definitely. Twenty minutes. That seems in my so life. Long. I've had hiccups for a long time. Yeah. Huh. You're really growing. After a certain point for me, I like it, I would say around that time, like twenty thirty minutes, like you, I you literally forget because you have to start doing other things, and then it just goes away. Because hiccups are a phenomenon that happens because of a disruption in your air, like your your breathe, your rhythm of your breathing. And so I think this whole thing about, you know, like drinking water, going upside down, which is employing uh, mm-hmm. like gravity's working a little bit differently on your your airways and everything, or like your wait, breathing. has to do with breathing. your breathing? Yeah, I it's thought a, it had to do with like your stomach or like your diaphragm. I think like, it's your diaphragm is like where the main problem is. Right. So it's out of so the diaphragm is the organ that moves involuntarily, like it moves by itself. And when that mm-hmm. rhythm gets messed up, that's when you have hiccups. 
Ah, Involuntary contractions of the diaphragm. Like it's contracting at the wrong time. Huh. Interesting. Do you ever get unreasonably angry when you have the hiccups? Like, yes. like you just get you just like pissed off. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You just like angry. pissed off. You're like, why? Why is this happening to me? I'm like, I think this is like you driving with cruise yeah. control. I, was I think about this. that. Yeah, <laughs> I get that frustrated with hiccups. Yeah, I I'm just like, understand. God damn it! Why do I have hiccups right now? Got to ride it out. Yeah, I dare you sometime to just like when you get the hiccups, just like. Don't even do anything about it. Just like try to forget about it. Like I bet it'll go away after 20 minutes. Coming from, yeah, 20 minutes. Coming from the guy who has hiccups for 20 minutes. I don't want any <laughs> of your advice on how to get rid of hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. I know mm. some people who also get like one random hiccup. Like every now and again. And all of a sudden you'll look at them and be like, are there more hiccups coming? I have two friends that are like that. Well, that just means that the diaphragm, their diaphragms get back into rhythm right away, which is great for them. They have good diaphragms. I have screwed up my diaphragm by inhaling things for long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. Yeah. Hiccups are great. I love them. Can't, can't live without them. Can't live, can't live with them. Can't live without them. That's what I say about hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> you should see a doctor if you get hiccups for more than two days. So just a oh, heads up. I didn't up. know that. Why? Oh, two days. I Don't tell me why. At that point, I mean, guys, we know the mechanism. At that point, there's just got to be such a level of damage happening to the to the irregular rhythm that you got to get that checked out, you know. But otherwise, it basically tells us that our bodies are resilient and death is not real. this is just a simple google around hiccups and it says that although there's no still no proven treatment for hiccups breathing into a paper bag holding your breath sipping cold water or gargling with ice water may be worth trying i thought that Um, i thought that breathing into a paper bag was what you did before you throw up this is like hyperventilating hyperventilating to calm your calm your body I think wow. as I I may be completely wrong with this, but I think it forces you to go like to trigger your parasympathetic uh, nervous system, so it calms you down mm. when you're kind of freaking out because okay. you're not you're not constantly bringing you're breathing in the same air, so it's kind of slowing your breathing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think. Interesting. I don't quote Maybe. me on that. Yeah. Josh, next time you get hiccups, just run a little timer. I want to see how close to 20 you can get. Oh, I can. St- <laughs> I, I could go for a long time if I wanted to, but I can stop it really efficiently now. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm quite good at it. But well, I, had a, I had a good. period of years where I would get very angry when I got the hiccups. And I would <laughs> I would do such things for, for the longest time. For years, my only strategy was to just drink water. So there would be times when I would just be sitting at the – standing at the sink just drinking glass after glass of water. <laughs> my gosh. And then – you know, exactly what you said would happen where I would be, you know, you'd hiccup some water or, you know, whatever. <laughs> you drink all the water and you're like, okay, I think it's good now. And then, you know, next minute a hiccup would come again. So, yeah, I think that the holding your breath trick with like kind of swallowing the air is the best that I've seen. Um, it's bad. It's bad for you in the sense that that swallowed air is going into your system and it's going to become farts. <laughs> <laughs> So be aware. Mooney the Jedi 394. Hopefully we've helped you out here at least a little bit. 
Um, that's all the questions we have for this week. Uh, you can send your thoughts or questions to our email, no stupid answers podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at N O S a underscore podcast. Um, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, give us five stars in your podcast app of choice. And, uh, um, Colton, I have yeah. one other thing I have to say. Right. I am taking my Mountain Dew rating from a four out of 10 to a three out of 10. <laughs> I now have a horrible headache <laughs> and I eat a lot of sugar, but I just need to make sure that everybody knows that there are after effects of this Mountain Dew. And to counteract mm. that, I would like to raise my rating from a six out of 10 <laughs> to a seven out of 10 <laughs> because I have enjoyed the sugary aftertaste. <laughs> all right well there you go from the foremost mountain dew podcast on the internet we will see you guys next week <laughs> bye all